0: You are listening to a production of the To Network. This is Laser Knees number 206, Build Reconstructed. I'm Aleph.
1: And I'm Sono. And this is Common Rider Build, episode 48, To a World of Love and Peace, and 49, The World that Build Created, uh, which is the last episode of Common Rider Build. We are at the finale. Pouring one out. Our writer, as it has always been... Is Mudo Shogo Our director on both episodes is Shibasaki Takeyuki
0: It's been a while since someone's done both episodes But I can see why you'd want someone to do both of these
1: Yeah Um, And before we get into everything with these two episodes And believe me there's so much And I'm going to be inconsolably (laughs) emotional the entire time uh, I may cry on mic We don't know We'll see what happens. Um,
0: It'll It'll be fun discovery.
1: I need to present an unsaid piece of information that is definitely true, that is quite possibly the thing I ended up getting the most emotional over coming out of this last episode. And that Katsuragi Takumi is at home with his parents. Yeah. And I am already getting quite emotional over that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful thought, uh, yeah. cause it's I came out of that episode and I was processing the episode and talking to someone about it and then about five minutes out of the episode I was like Katsuragi Takumi is safe at home with his parents. And I cried for another half an hour on top of everything else going on in that last episode and just, we've been rooting for Takumi for months now and I felt that was something we needed to acknowledge
0: Yeah because i it is very much a thought i also had and i want you to know sono i acknowledge it and it makes me happy it's a it's a good feeling like his dad never faked suicide and like wrecked him and maybe he got a social skill which you know that's that's a dream we all have
1: none of that ever happened to his mom she never had to yeah. deal with any of that she just like
0: hang out with her with her kind of socially awkward kid occasionally when he's in a bad mood like hey here have have one of these omelettes that are apparently laden with sugar which, and she gets to be happy
1: It just it it kills me
0: that's fair uh, that's fair but
1: I think the thing I really want to talk about is the epilogue as I have every time we finished a writer show because uh, <laughs> it's it's the part that makes it a breaks it for me
0: same. Big same.
1: Like it's it's the thing that I I think the most about because it's always, I always know they're gonna go, they're gonna go and they're gonna fight the bad guy and they're gonna win, and how how is that going to affect their lives going forward and, just the various pieces of the, this last, moment of build and how well they come together to form this, perfect or near perfect ending to this absolutely wild ride of a Common Rider show and you know we, we start with sento waking up and there's this rabbit
0: i love that
1: uh because the metaphor is alive and well and he goes into the city and just there's dad himuro running the country doing great looking great appointing mama hokuto and president Inoue as the ministers of departments that run basically what in the old world they claimed that their part of the country stood for. And now, you know, that's things that they're actually working toward now. Things that they're actually trying to make better for the people. And the three parts of the country have been built into this even better whole, which is, you know, what the show is about. And I love that we close out Sawa and Gentoku with this reflection of where they started and where the show started. Which is her coming to the government office to ask him for an interview. But now, we've pulled the corruption out of both of them. Gentoku was never changed and corrupted by the gas. Sawa was never controlled by Nanba. And you pull all of this manipulation and malice and slime out of the interaction between the two of them. And they're these people who only ever really knew how to be out for themselves... And now they're really working to serve the public, be it through office, or through presenting information. And speaking of Namba, his empire, such as it were, has just been reduced to this small factory. This, like, small metalworking factory, doing its best to make the best products that it can. And there's our boy Utsume. Never manipulated, never murdered never forced to be anyone he didn't want to be and he's on top of giving the best the people the best that Namba can offer like even in the new world utsumi is still loyal to Namba, but now he's committed to Namba as a company not as an individual who's manipulated him into a child soldier and would he that's that's good. And what he wants to do for this company that he cares about is creating the best products that he possibly can instead of, you know, working for this organization trying to tear the world apart. Little things. And I think that's, that's so perfect for him. That's exactly where I'd want him to be. I wish we weren't still leaning into this weird Cosmi and Misora thing. Um, because we are, I guess. And having, once again, like, his only interaction with her be this weird comedy thing. But at least this time is not actually an idol. They just, like, they compare her level of attractiveness that way, I guess. But she's you know. not, like, that's not her job. There's no idol culture surrounding how she interacts with people and how she's not some fictional You're in Kazumi's head as compared to the real person. And if he wanted to have any kind of relationship with her, be it friendship or beyond that, he'd have to know Misora. He'd have to sit down and actually talk to her. Um, yeah. And plus, his boys are there and trying to take care of him and set him up with someone nice. And I'm willing to forgive a lot for them being alive and safe and happy. <laughs> um, but there, there was a part with this that I was really struggling with. As, I, as we passed that point, and you come into this conversation between Takumi and Sento... And you have Takumi tell Sento that, you know, no one in this world knows who you are. They've all lived different lives. Uh, Even though you're this world's creator, you kind of have to stand alone in it. And that was too sad. And it didn't feel right. And I was already crazy emotional. But I I was ready to be really upset that this ending had stumbled so hard into this kind of isolated, cynical thing right as it was crossing the finish line. Like, it it steps on the finish line and hits that stumble. Especially once you get the new world Ryuga with Kasumi. And I admit, I was really happy to see them because Kasumi didn't deserve what happened to her. And having her alive and, you know, happily living with Ryuga and seeming to be healthy now. You know, and Ryuga never had to be framed for murder. And like they earned that life, so I was I was happy to see it, and we follow that with Nasida, where Misora seems to start to remember Sento, but then they play it off as you know Isarugi is a big fan of Sato Taro, and he's like, oh, it's him, it's him, oh my god, and you kind of brighten it all up with some levity because God, everyone's crying. Yeah. Yeah. Wildly emotional. <laughs> And, you you know, you make the joke about the coffee being good, and you just see Misora being so happy with her father after they've suffered so much for a decade. And, like, I was glad for the information that, you know, Sato Taro was alive and doing well and seemingly successful with his band. And, which, you know, brings me back to if Sato is alive and was never framed, or was never, you know, actually murdered, that would then mean that Katsuragi Takumi is alive and well and with his family who these these tragedies never happened to but putting those two specific moments of sento physically interacting with those two people who meant the most to him as opposed to where we get cutaways to everyone else like right after that final conversation with Takumi and the, you know Takumi is also now gone it only seemed to drive home that sento was now alone in this world when sento's the whole climax of the show was built on the fact that he only existed by being with all of these people and it was too sad and i didn't like it but then you you hear him and the camera pans around from behind sento and be the one starts just as ryuga appears on screen and i absolutely lost my mind in I I 100% lost it cuz that 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 stumble that that bit that was bothering me that was planned. I was supposed to feel that. I was supposed to be getting upset that Sento was going to have to live this lonely existence because it was all to make that moment where all of what I was believing it suddenly became untrue because he wasn't alone. The 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 person that he had grabbed on the hardest to was still was with him and it couldn't possibly have hit as hard as it did without that setup and i feel like honestly the show could have cut with the two of them riding off into the sunset together which is absolutely what they did
0: a hundred percent that is can confirm that is
1: on camera what happened but i appreciate the final meta joke of Sento being like oh i made a tv show about all the stuff that happened in the old world let me break into that super meta cold open that we've been doing every episode for a year because like i get that i get wanting to wanting to drive that joke home and going out knowing you know these two are also being given this chance to start over in the new world and create something new out of what they've been through. And are also, you know, these still these two big nerds loving to dunk on each other till they're blue in the face. Like I can appreciate that. Same. Uh, and this is it's just this is easily one of the strongest final minutes in a post-decade Common Rider series. And honestly, Quite possibly also a ways back into earlier Heisei, and it, quite frankly, it might be bumping up against Blade. Like, that's, that's really how well I feel this did. And for a show this strong, that has had such a powerful message about the real world at large for pretty much its entire run, and has been upfront about, you know, presenting that message... I'm glad it was able to land with that much strength.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Because it was a joyous way to go out. Especially as, if we take a look at it from a very particular perspective, we look out on our own world, rife as it is with many of the same things that Sento, Ryuga, Basora, and all their friends were fighting, and see that it's the one where Common Rider lives. He, he didn't just escape a horrible old world, he created ours, uh, not to get too very like big and religious, but uh, there is that old common writer spirits thing. Hey, won't you believe in him? And that's, you know, I feel like they're playing on that a little, and I'm I am a okay with that. And oh oh, uh, just to sort of glom on to the the consequences thing. The the hey, here are even more reasons that everyone is secretly happy, even though we didn't see it. Uh, no evilt means Vernage and the Martian civilization is presumably still around.
1: That's a concept that I've been kicking around since Sunday and I'm super fond of because we all we all know how much I love Vernage. I do want to know if Isarugi like still was an astronaut because there's no reason for him to not have been and if he went to Mars and you know made contact with the Martian civilization, and then how that resulted in him like being back at Nasida working in this coffee shop. Like I wanna I wanna know the A to B of that now.
0: That's fair. I, my my the quick headcanon is Vernage is clearly some sort of psychic. He just went up there, had like a mad cool trip. Just like weird psychic uh beam of light straight into his third eye, that sort of thing. And then he just came back to Earth as like Nah, man, I'm just gonna go and be a hippie, because I figured out. I figured out the secret. What's the secret that you learned from the Martian civilization? I know how to make the world's best cup of coffee. And then, like, everyone just pl- just plots. As, it's just, it's it's one of those, you know, the the no-transition frame gags where just their legs are up in the air and everyone's on their back. It's like that.
1: Like, I, f- I feel like it's one of those things where, like, he went and this happened, and after that he's like, ma'am, what more can I do? Like, I'm, I'm retired <laughs> now. I'm just gonna yeah, hang out with my kid. Th- I'm just gonna hang out with my daughter. We're gonna do our thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like you just gotta make it up and have the headcanon, because nothing they could write would make you as happy as whatever it is you're having in your head. And for, for the happy bits, that that is the best thing for me, anyway. Uh, so, too, is the thought that if we look at the series as Sento's recollections, and that all the commentary from the people in the show, in, in all those cold opens, is the commentary of the versions of the characters from the new world, then that means eventually Sento will find his found family again with his friends because he will be triggering their memor- memories of that frightful other world that they all experienced. And and it won't be as divorced from their current reality as we think, which means that they can go in and have a laugh at all the crazy stuff that happened.
1: I, I do like the thought of good dad Isurugi Soichi, like pretending to be evil in these cold opens as the show continues happening.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you can tell, he's, because he is one of the most extra people in all of Ryder, which, let me remind you, includes Tsukasa Kadoya and uh, Tendo Soji. And Dan Kurodo. And Dan freaking Kurodo. He
1: joined some ranks.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is one of the top five most extra dudes. And you know he wants to play the villain. Like, he's just over here. They're just like, dude, calm down. You can't just tell everyone that you're the bad guy. That's the big reveal.
1: But I wanna!
0: Come on, I'm the villain! No, the guy who, like, took over your life was the villain. Yeah, but he's dead now. And everyone remembers the cool life that happened. Let's do this! I just, I don't know, I like to imagine that he's just... He's just continuing to be that same level of... Just over the top, except not also evil, and also because he has human taste buds, he knows what a good cup of coffee tastes like. And and look, I think to sort of get to the the more like ah yes, my big feeling thing, um, I think that since so much of the series was for me at least, sort of about the the muddy distinction between the people we are and the people we can become for. Good or ill, it does make a certain kind of sense that Sento's horrible old world, combined with some other now lost world, to make our own, one that is can be good, but it, that is also plagued with scaled-down kinds of monsters, uh, such as abusive parental figures, war profiteers, uh, generally people who value their own power over other people's lives, and and other. ...sorts of people who are more monstrous in action than any kaijin has ever been inside their own cursed bodies. Uh, but those things can't be defeated by literal rider kicks. But you they can instead be combated by doing as Sento does... ...and assiduously pursuing a world where people can love one another in peace. And lest I be misunderstood... This is not a negative piece, uh, such as the kind which ignores injustice. A positive piece, in this case, would be brought about through honest love and consideration, which is, encourages justice, all of which is guided by the idealized version of the scientific method, which is as much about being able to analyze what's in front of you as to be able and eager to toss out outmoded ways of doing things when their lack of utility is discovered while still pursuing your science in the spirit of love and peace. Because you can still make discoveries that could be potentially terrible. You just have to find a good use for them. Splitting the atom is not inherently a bad thing. In fact, as we, as we learn more about how to take care of nuclear waste it can be one of the most effective and least polluting kinds of power we can use you know again once you figure out how to store the waste product which we're getting better at it it doesn't have to be all bombs and death but so by in this sort of weird meta narrative that i'm i'm taking us on by having Sento escape from the confines of the TV to the point that he's apparently ghostwriting the show inside the fiction of the show, of course, and and y'all don't even know how much I love fiction that plays with the the relationship between character and audience in this kind of way. But it, it, And since it's based on his recollections, we are all made complicit in how we live our lives going forward because this spirit of justice and goodness, this embodiment of love and peace, this peaceful dragon, rather this peaceful rabbit, who is also a crushing tank, lives among us. It, it makes Common Rider into a kind of Santa Claus figure, arguably a lie, depending on how you want to think of it, uh, definitely an idea that is easy to twist toward evil purposes for the ill-intentioned, but also a reminder of the kind of people we could all be if we put our minds to it. Uh, where Santa Claus is about generosity and about seeing someone else be happy while just assiduously denying and rejecting any recognition for what you've done, Common Rider, similarly, is about looking out for each other. It's about kindness and transformation. Common Rider is a guy whose biggest pain is that maybe he won't be able to hug someone. He will not be able to pet a puppy. That's, that is the kind of worry that Common Rider has. And, and ultimately, it, it just all comes back to this one bit from uh, Twin Peaks that I'm going to paraphrase. Soto. No. I know the movies I'm supposed to make, and I know the board. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, and I've started to focus out beyond the edge of the board at a bigger game. The sound wind makes through the pines, the sentience of animals, what we fear in the dark, and what lies beyond the darkness. I'm talking about seeing beyond fear, about looking at the world with love. And that's... that's common, Rider.
1: Yeah, it is. And then no. I
0: just... Now I just want to go back into the '80s when Common Rider wasn't happening and just write the fanfic where, where Hongo just teams up with Dale Cooper and they just have some weird, trippy adventures. I mean, look, I have a long thing about that. We may devote an entire writer jump sometime to just like, okay, because I, okay, here's the stupidest, here's the stupid crossover idea I had. That would basically just be Takeshi Hongo. Goes through like the '70s and '80s, just having all these team ups with major pop cultural figures, sort of, sort of like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but with a lot less like creepy sexual assault stuff. And also, one of the extraordinary people would be Takeshi Hongo, just like get, yeah, like get you know, he gets he gets like Shaft and and Bruce Lee, and they just. A big old team of, of righteous people. Anyway, that's sort of going off tan, off topic. But now we're just going to get into, I think, looking at our notes, basically the one beef we had with these episodes. And even this one is kind of... Uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't
1: say we. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's, this one's more me. This one's more me. And this is probably just because I've been primed to look for it, because I'm still kind of annoyed about how it went down with Kazumi, but it's it's basically that I, I got frustrated at how often we just see shots of Misora and Sawa just looking on and weeping at how horrible it all is. Like I don't know exactly what they do about it for the most part, but it's, it's one of those grit under your eyelids things that, that keeps it from being entirely as perfect as it could be even as I understand, like, look, they only got so much time here.
1: Like, I'll give you Sawa, but Misora at least tries. She does attempt to use Vernage's power in the fight, which just, it, it doesn't seem to like there is anymore. And she does... I
0: just wish they would have let, I just wish they would have had, like, a spark at least, you know? Yeah,
1: and, like, she does bring Pandora's box when it's time to start creating the new world. Like, that's something she and Sento do together. It's, it's not perfect, but they do at least have Misora active on some things. Like on on the it's, most it's... crucial things, she does at least try.
0: It's true, and and I am I am justly corrected there. It's just you, look, Sono dear listener, y'all know me. I I'm there's a part of me that is kind of sore that we didn't have Common Rider Vernage before the end. I am a simple primate in that way. Which, like, look, I know that's not the way one ought to be, but I'm working on
1: it. I mean, like, fair enough, though, because you know how much I'd love to see both of them throw down. And if there had been some mooks around, I bet Sawa would have thrown down. Like, Yeah,
0: definitely, 100%.
1: She would have been keeping them off of Misora and the boys. But with the only enemy present being Evolt, there wasn't really much either of them could have done. Sawa's, yeah, Sawa no, especially, because she didn't even have, you know, the vernage powers.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Evil wasn't even fighting at that point, really. He's just like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, I get- you get threw him into the sun. I mean, not the sun, but, you know. It's- it, whatever, it's- it is a thing where at least I can appreciate how at, in in 49 they basically just said, okay, well, now we're just going to section this off so Sento and Ryu can fight Evolt in this other place where, of course, no one can go so that at least I don't have the thing where it's like... I, I just... I feel so, like, impotent and sad when I just see these these people just, like, looking on and just weeping and crying and being miserable. It's very upsetting. Which, like, I'm I'm sure is probably actually loaded with a lot of uh, like, hey, Alaf, you dude, you just want to see women smiling all the time. It's like, it's not that. It's just, it, it's a very deep rabbit hole that I am happy to admit is probably a little problematic, even as it's well-intentioned. But that's, you know, intentions ain't magic, right? You, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to examine it, trying to make sure that I'm at least being honest about where I'm coming from and my own limitations, because I feel like that's an important thing to do. However, that, uh, one nitpick from me, out of the way.
1: I've got- now let's get into this bit where we just
0: break our hearts for a while.
1: Because, like, I've got nothing. (laughs) I've got nothing on this Yes, no, there's- Like, I thought about it, and I had some kind of, like, really small, dumb nitpicks that I had to, like, qualify. And I'm like, you know what? They're not even worth it. But I do appreciate that a lot of the big final gestures of the show fall to Ryuga. Because it's rare to not have it all be on your primary writer, and rarer still that it all feels really natural and unforced, like you're trying to put it all onto this other guy, and, like, someone isn't getting shortchanged. Because uh, that happens. Yeah, it does. Muto loves the build cast, and you can tell. He loves these characters that he's been writing for the past year.
0: Which, you know, is, is a good thing, because... On top of he was hired to write them for a year, uh, I also love them all. I I, I feel like I could speak for us both and say we both love them.
1: They're all my beautiful children. And having Gentoku take that hit for Misora when she, you know, she tries to use Vernage and nothing happens, and he jumps in the way of Evil trying to kill her, it softens a bit of how much 47 seemed to lean into Misora and Kazumi, because uh, as much as I do love the heart that's in that scene uh, I'm still kind of and I'm you know I'm still emotionally destroyed I am forever bugged to death about the way Cosme behaved over the course of this show with Misora
0: which I mean fair <laughs> like it was uh, on his best episodes he was kind of unacceptable on the worst ones it's like just go to jail dude
1: Yeah, so, like, having Gintoku jump in for Misora, who he's got no real relation with outside of their bickering about fashion, really creates this moment of cohesion among the Build family. Like, these two are about as far apart as it gets, and they're still in it together to the end of this fight.
0: As is proper. As is right, man. It was... Sorry, go on.
1: And The moment is still very much framed about being about Kazumi and how he kind of helped Gentoku feel like he belonged in this family and leads us to this very sweet flashback of them cleaning up the, the party together where Kazumi forgives him for actually murdering his best friend. But I appreciate that it being about Kazumi is about Kazumi and Gentoku and not framed in this, like, Oh, I'm taking the hit for Kazumi's girl. Like Ka- Kazumi, yeah, Kazumi would have wanted you to. Kazumi would have wanted you safe. Blah blah blah. Something something. It's it's very more about Gentoku finally feeling like he belongs as part of this family.
0: Yeah, and I I do have I do appreciate though that you get all of the the sort of nuance of this just because they they know how to edit and they know how to juxtapose flashbacks with what's going on in the diegetic present. It's just, they did some really good writing, editing, directing in this bit. <laughs> it's really good. And they, yeah, go on.
1: Boy, do I love me some Broken Helmet common Rider. Feels good. And I feel like if any of them deserve the honor of being one of the Broken Helmet common Riders, it's Gentoku, With just how far he's come. To have that moment, like the mask breaks and he can hear and he's just he hears the crowd screaming you can do it Common Rider the, gu- he, the guy who feels the most like he's betrayed those same people that he actively hurt all of those people in the, the things that he's done having him be the one that they're crying out like you can do it that's beautiful
0: it really is it really is especially since like on some level you know he's wondering if they'd cheer as hard if they knew who he was under his broken mask. and And wondering that I have to imagine at least in in the way I would want it to be played, makes him fight that much harder because of course, like he has to live up to their dream of what common rider is. And that's like, okay, look, I admit it's it's is it high camp? Yes, but y'all don't even know how much I love some high camp. Because it's, it's silly, it's over-the-top, but it's also honest about the kind of ways that we'd want to be. And I, I love it. And look, for all I respect, it's probably a big pain in the butt to do it. I would not mind at all if in the future we had a few more broken-helmeted riders happening just with a little bit more frequency. Like, not necessarily every rider needs to have a broken helmet moment because it doesn't fit every writer or every writer series, but man, it's affecting when it's done well. And not <laughs> like when you want to talk about the compromised man inside the mask, when you want to highlight the feet of clay that afflicts so many common writers, boom, that's the way you do it. You, you remind us of the fragile fleshy person inside, but also like, again, it doesn't have, it's, it's not for every series. I just, I also like it.
1: I just love that Kentoku's story caps off with him coming back around full circle to fight directly on behalf of his country, instead of kind of acting at his country's expense. Like, he's the physical form of all of Japan fighting back against this being that's capable of nothing beyond utter destruction. And he provides the moment of breakthrough. He breaks the evil trigger, which holds evil long enough for Sento and Ryuga to finish him. And, you know, he clearly doesn't make it out, but his last words being, Dad, did I measure up to you, wrecked me.
0: Yeah, look, I'm not going to pretend that it didn't get me a bit too. Because, like, look, okay, if anyone out there wants to know how to make this, this, like, dude who's, who, like, hell, what's. Yeah, I'm. I'm 36 now. So a 36-year-old nerd, like, want to weep? Here's your cheat code. Have a former villain have their face turn, and then they die asking if they could ever have done enough to balance the horror they've unleashed. Bad person has legitimate regrets about all the terrible things they did and tried to undo as they die. Oh... (laughs) Uh, I'm the spoiled Trigun, which has been out for uh, 20, probably pushing 30 years now.
1: I feel like a, a little less than 30. I feel like I'm older than it is. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's been out for more than 20 yeah, anyway. definitely at least 25, I feel like.
0: But um, when Wolfwood goes, and he has a very similar moment, and he's just like, oh no, I did all these bad things... I wanted to do some more good because I really am terrible. And I like, Oh, cause like, look, it's, I will be sad when a good person dies, but I will be extra like messed up sad when it's, Oh, he realizes too late that his entire life's work is garbage and he will, he will never be remembered in a good way except by like three people. Like that is that is heartbreaking. <laughs> Cuz that's it's 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 got all that pathos and it is it is pathetic but in a way where you're like I mean you, you should feel that way. That's, it's good that you feel that way. Also I'm very sad now.
1: <laughs> For the record Trigun originally ran from 1995 to 1997. So
0: Okay. We're okay. Well, then it's right. yeah. I'm not all the way off, but yeah, it's it's old, anyways. What I'm saying, and I feel like the statute of limitations on spoilers there is well over. I feel like I feel like after ten years, it's it's generally okay. My
1: statute of limitations is like three weeks, so
0: yeah, yeah. Like I I have. Like, the the, the ultimate example of going too far is, like, hey, man, don't spoil that Eris died. Man, Final Fantasy been out for a while. There have been three whole generations of PlayStation since that happened.
1: Like, unless you actively know that someone doesn't know and is in the process of experiencing that piece of media, like, okay, then it's kind of a dick move. But if it's just, like... Someone, someone just...
0: Some stranger is, like, yelling at you on Twitter because you want to talk about, oh yeah, that moment really affected me. Like, sorry, Rando.
1: Yeah, no, like, sorry, Rando, it's time for you to police your own content. Yep. Like, my, my statute of limitations on current stuff is, like, two, three weeks max. Yeah. Like, on, on like, a new episode a... of Rider, it's, like, a week and a half. If I haven't gotten to it at that point, then it's my own fault. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. Uh, going into episode forty-nine, sento just starting the episode. Like the first thing that happens is just sento muttering that he's gonna go get ryuga. Like it's the middle of the night and he got woken up, and ryuga is at a convenience store and forgot his wallet, so they won't let him leave. Instead of ryu, instead of the reality of ryuga throwing himself into the void of non-existence, like that was the point about 30 seconds into this episode that i knew i was going to spend the next 20 minutes crying
0: i mean look that's that's a pretty legit way to feel though because that was a good bit and and was honestly the most perfect way to do it and and the most perfectly sento reaction to it because like ryuga comes in grabs evolt flies off into the void just like baby we said we're gonna get rid of evolt and i aim to get that done and then he flies off. And then we just open this episode with, my dumb boyfriend is trying to be noble. Misora, just chill. I'll be back in a sec.
1: Just, just like the tone of, I'll show that idiot who the main character is trying to trying to upstage me. No
0: one gets to have a heroic, a, a more heroic sacrifice than me, you dingus. We, I, I, I think we could do an entire writer jump about it, but. Like, much as we've been seeing a lot of callbacks all through build, it is moments like this that really remind me how how much it, it has drawn the best parts from Kabuto. Because even if Sento's the main character, hot dang if Ryuga doesn't do a great job of nearly Kagamiing ing Sento at every turn. It is, it's beautiful. It's
1: quite impressive. It It's very much like a Tendo kagami sort of dynamic if you flip which one of them is the main character yeah and then make tendo like you highlight the more dingusy parts of tendo soji that people kind of forget about sometimes because he's the he's tendo soji but he's yeah, also a he is, dingus
0: oh he just a massive nerd he,
1: he's a massive dingus but the world bends over backward to make him look cool which is i mean in fairness, he, he, that's a fascinating it doesn't way take to write a, lot. a character
0: it doesn't take a lot to make him look cool though because i mean he is handsome and fashionable as oh, hell yes um he's it, anyway
1: then you've got that really sweet kind of last old world conversation between sento and takumi and you know takumi being like nah you should let him go he's evil let ryuga go let him die and you know Obviously Sento's not going to and Takumi just kinda smiles and shrugs off his doubts and is like, But maybe you really can save the world with that and it's just this really sweet gut punch of this being the first time we've ever seen Katsuragi Takumi believe in himself, even if he has to do it in this roundabout way of believing in what seems to be another person but is not.
0: I mean, like one, I just wanted to go on record to say that is relatable. That makes, that makes so much sense. Because, <laughs> like, look, between this and Q-Ranger, I feel like the best ways to help out most of my friends, because most of the people I know at least have some depressive, uh, low self esteem leanings. Um, like, if you could just make a copy of all of, well, in my case, just a copy of me, and just... Like, hey, we'll just, there'll just be two of you, either physically or, like, I don't know how a mental one would work, but something like that. Just, you guys have to share a space now. After the initial shock of, like, hey, that person is literally me, uh, like, I think there'd be a lot of folks in that situation who could finally start to take care of themselves. Because sometimes it's a lot easier to care about, care for someone else. So that you don't have to spend all the time taking care of yourself. I mean, I guess everyone could just go to therapy. But uh, why be realistic? I just think this would be a lot a lot more useful. Maybe not more useful, but it's just a thing of... No, I can't like me, but I can like someone else. I don't know. I just like Takumi believing in the him that believes in him. In that roundabout way. Also, um... I just want to go on record as saying I, I kind of enjoyed that during the big sento evil fight I I enjoyed that it felt like kind of this kuga callback for a couple moments when it's just sento and isarugi on their own as people even though isarugi yes is evil but you know what I mean they're just they're just going hard at one another as face actors instead of being in the suits, and and they don't go full Kuga with it, I know, which, you know, I'm okay with, because the way Kuga did it was very singular to what Kuga was about, but it was still a a thrill for me and and made the return to the suits feel that much more impactful because it highlights how much of the end is hinging, as ever, on just these two people beating the ever-loving snot out of each other.
1: I mean it, it really was and I love a hero who's willing to just throw himself bare and raw into throwing his fist right at the final boss's face. Uh it's it's a thing that I'll give Ghostager over a lot of other Sentai. And it's it when I got to that it made me question like why do people not like Gosei Red? I don't get it.
0: I don't either.
1: But it it really did. The moment brought me right back to Kuga, and I really thought they were just gonna slug it out right then and there. Um, and you know, for a hot second, me too. Like you said, it's probably way better that they didn't because man, Kuga. Um, but it is Muto showing that he knows that moment in Kuga exists, and he knows why it exists, and he wants to. Sh- uh, he wants this moment and this fight. To share that meaning.
0: Yeah, and he does it very well. Because, like, look, there are a ton of reasons to go back to the suits, because, again, very different show. But, yeah, I appreciate them wanting to invoke that, especially since this is one of the few shows that tries to invoke it that I think actually earns it. And and they also found a way to, to keep it organic and to keep it in context with the show's identity. I mean, just goodness. It's it's nice to see Sento not caring if he has a chance to save. Uh, to ah. it's nice to see Sento realize he doesn't have a chance on Earth, but he's trying anyway. Because if everything's going to pot and he can't get his belt to go in that moment, he might as well going out. He might as well go out fighting. Because. Dying while howling in futility against an impossible foe is, like, that's the kind of hero he is. That's what he does. He pushes back at the horror with everything he has all the time, not merely when it is convenient to do so. Because there's a lot to be said, like, oh, you know, he doesn't have the suit. He can just look at Satan and just say, hey, Satan, have fun going to the next world and making everyone as miserable as you made us. Bye. Or you could just, like, hey, I'm out of the suit, I'm gonna break myself upon you, because you will not go uncontested, it's, it's beautiful. Still angry about Gain, is what I'm saying.
1: Fair. We all, we are. We all on this show. And then just, you know, Evolt has thrown Ryuga from his body, he's like, oh no, Ryuga's gone now, and Sento just ...beats Ryuga back into existence. Like, he beats on evil until Ryuga exists again. And... Proper. Which is, which is exactly what Ryuga would want. And yep. just having Ryuga then circled directly back to a sentiment from episode, like, two or three. Just from the very beginning of the show... And it's the same sentiment that made Ryuga realize what it means to fight on behalf of people who need help and how you know sento gave that to him and sento really made him into the person he is now and you know like they're so close now and you know Ryuga and sento have both grown so much that it's hard to think about that huge gap that was between them when the show started and that moment then of you know, Ryuga being like, you're our hero- Like, Sento, you gotta- You can't doubt yourself. You're our hero. And you've got all five of them. You've got Ryuga, the girls, Kazumi, and and Gentoku. Which doesn't make 100% sense, because three of them are dead and two of them aren't. So I'm not sure- Like, it, I'm, it, it feels like it wants to be that end of Guren Lagan thing where he has that vision of Kamina and then everyone- Else, who's already died, being like, nah, man, you got this. You're, we're with all of you on this as you do it. Um, or, you know, an end of the first arc of Sailor Moon thing where, you know, they're all dead, but they all come to her and put their power in her to do it. And I'm like, of you aren't dead. That doesn't really. How are, <laughs> how are Saw and Misora here?
0: Well, I, I, you know, you can, it's, it's easy to headcanon to like, well, the Earth is drawing perilously close and gravity is playing merry hell.
1: It's, well, I mean, like, we We see, don't know what happened. No, we see them after that.
0: Well, that's true, don't we? Like, we
1: We see... We, yeah, see, we see them still there, um, but it's, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's... It doesn't need to make literal sense. Yeah. It
0: makes it makes emotional yeah, sense. Yeah, like the
1: sentiment of Sento bringing together all of these scared, broken kids when he's the most scared and broken kid of all so that they can save the world together, like that's that's perfect.
0: Okay. I am I am right now going to propose going forward a a new phrase we we should use cuz there is there is reasonable or logical or or sense making and then there is speed racer sense because we were talking before the show about how great the movie speed racer uh, by the wachowski sisters is and a lot of stuff in that movie doesn't make literal sense but it makes gut level sense i propose we now we we start to try to popularize speed racer sense
1: that's fair because a lot of stuff in common rider kind of operates on it making speed racer sense yeah,
0: exactly, which you know, I'm I'm here for because I love speed racer sense. That's that is the that is the level I operate on. That's why I will open up a show with like, okay, but check this out the meta reality where he escapes the fiction and becomes a symbol in the real world. Like <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am. But just a complete just jackass nerd. I anyway. But but okay you remember how earlier i was talking about like hey here's the easy gut punch uh this scene is the other side of it like okay there's there's regret at at your life of evil in the face of death and then the other side of of that coin that they also got to because of course this one gets both sides of the coin and turns them into one thing that's what the show is but you get the souls of the lone hero's friends coming together at the end to both assert that the hero is indeed a hero while also showing that the heroism is as much about people coming together as it is about the lone hero standing alone in solitude or you know whatever so it's it's, it's not only this this perfect like yeah of course his friends alive and dead would hold it in their hearts that yeah you are our hero, but also it's you are our hero. Like you, we belong to each other, which is a sentiment I don't think Common Rider has had enough of. I think, uh, unsurprisingly, I will say that Forza got that pretty well, but I think Forza does most things pretty well.
1: Ninety-nine percent of things, some somewhere between ninety-six and ninety-nine percent of things.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, because you, you have to uh, factor in, if nothing else, the, uh... Oh, who's the who's the head director? Sakamoto. You, you have to factor in the Sakamoto, because he messes with the margin of error a whole bunch.
1: Yeah. He he kind of pushes it to plus or minus about 3%. Yeah, it's
0: depending really... Depending on your it tolerance sucks.
1: levels. Yeah. Uh, but I, I adore, you know... We were talking about the, just the, the face actor punching. I adore Cento and Evil just punching the upgrades off of each other. Yes! Just, you know, going down from, from genius to rabbit, rabbit, tank, tank. He, did he hit sparkling? Yes. Right, sparkling yeah. and then down to rabbit, tank. Because
0: they, they skipped, they skipped over the black suit and yeah. then just well, cause, straight into uh, sparkling.
1: Because rabbit, rabbit and tank, tank are hazard. Yeah, but uh and then just, you know like punching punching sense. the random planet upgrades off of him and then punching the moon gr- upgrades off of him like it just tearing off the armor, tearing off the facades and what it comes down to is someone who believes in justice and someone who believes in destruction and which one of those things is stronger.
0: And and look, if I may interject, this is a thing that, like, I love here, because between all the weird tears in the sky behind them and and all of the, the flashy effects they're doing and how we've kind of stripped away the rest of the cast, they've kind of just turned themselves into the Ur superhero narrative. Like, there's a good guy who represents the belief and working toward a better world, and a bad guy who represents heedless exploitation and violence. And then they just duke it out for the kind of people we, the audience, are going to be. I mean, that is that is some Grant Morrison viz right there, and I love it when it's done well, and hate it when it's done badly. But I don't have to worry about when it's done badly, because it's done so good here. And, and with a refreshing lack of, hey, everybody, this is what we're doing. Which, it just, it does the thing and it never has, it never feels the need to talk about the thing it's doing and it's beautiful.
1: I'm very here for the fact that getting all of the bottles and the, the full black panel didn't turn Evolt into some kind of weird CGI mess at any point over these two episodes, because I was expecting it. Because I'm like, of course he's going to turn into a big alien monster, why wouldn't he?
0: I was I was kind of afraid it would do that too. <laughs> So glad And it I didn't. mean, we
1: did get these huge moments where he absorbs the moon and the big black hole and it starts sucking everything up uh, in 48, but those are kind of these short, quick, hard jabs where you're more hit by what's happening than having to spend, like, half an episode or an ep- or a full episode looking at this weird CGI monster and starting to notice how out of place long stretches of a weird physical CGI thing along a majority live-action cast that are, like, touching it and physically interacting with it. And how just weird that is when it's on, not on, like, a cinematic blockbuster budget. And even then, sometimes...
0: Yeah, because you can have all the polygons in the world. If you if you don't know how to make it look good, it's going to be crap.
1: And it's just it's been a very long time since we didn't have one of those. Um, And I've I'm just glad Muto seemed to write his way around the trap that so many shows have fallen into. And just write a final fight that again calls back to the rawness of power versus power. That was the end of Kuga Even if it wasn't You know it wasn't anywhere near as brutal But it's got a lot It's got the same bones under its skin
0: Yeah it does It's so good Thank goodness for it Seriously like the writer kicking of a massive CGI mess Like it can be done well But it's been a long time since it was Which I think is the reason Again to bring up common Rider Forza I think that's why they never bothered with it for the end, like
1: yeah, there's there's also a lot of external CGI that also involved yeah. a black hole.
0: That's true. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna combine two writers for your ending, combining Forza and Kuga, you could do worse.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad it's not a bad plan.
0: I wouldn't have thought you could combine those feelings, but they they did, actually quite well. Though, like. As I say this, I, I realize that having Ryuga, literally the parts of Evolt which are human, aka the good parts of him, uh, basically be the big part of stopping Evolt, was like sweet sweet candy for me, because oh yeah, the parts of you that understand empathy, those are what will stop you from being a destructive force, even though like, yeah, it's a little late, but still... It just, it, it felt not entirely thematically dissimilar from Forza. What with, yeah, the those good and human parts of the bad guy firmly contribute to his downfall because of an assertion that on some level humanity is just incompatible with treating other people as Evolt and in Forza, uh, Gamo did.
1: And I mean, look, this finale draws from probably the best three parts of post decade Heisei, or at least the three, like, strongest parts. Cause it does it takes that idea from Forze of your humanity triumph triumphing over your potential inhumanity. Um, and you know, the, the parts of you that are that have empathy relating to other people and that stopping your path of destruction. But it also kind of takes our two our two best boys, our two partners and makes them one whole and emphasizes the need for other people in your life and not being able to stand alone from not being able to stop these forces by yourself from the end of double.
0: Mm. Yeah, good call. Yeah.
1: And it also takes this lost hero who didn't know his didn't know where he belonged, didn't know what his ideal should be spent so much time doubting himself until he found these imperfect people that he can be imperfect with, and kind of finding that his place in the world is with these people from O's. Yeah, good call. And like I said, the three strongest parts of post-Decade Heisei Dang, if that moment of Ryuga calling to Sento didn't for a moment not only feel like Philip coming back to Shotaro and when Kengo catches Gentaro's arm before he can throw Kengo's letter away, <sighs> but it also feels like that moment of Ankh coming back to A.G. for good, that, you know, we all, we all want that closure.
0: Yeah, we should really do.
1: Like it, it feels like, like he's like, here's that. Here's the closest to that that I can give you.
0: Which, like, it, it does make me think that the Agee and Unk bit bit in, in Heisei Generations Final was actually kind of them priming us for this moment. Because that's that's some emotional foreshadowing that they then subvert, which just added a lot more punch to it. Because, I mean, seriously, when you stop and look at all the elements that went into Heisei generation's final they set up a ton of stuff in that film that is paying off in the ending of build
1: yeah and i mean like look mudo
0: the two worlds coming together the whole thing mudo
1: watched a lot of a lot of common rider in preparation for writing build yep, and i feel like he he watched os and he watched that ending and he's like i want to do exactly that but then I want to give them the payoff. Yep.
0: Yep. Which, again, like, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. I really respect that in uh, Generations Final, he didn't write them getting back together. Not because I prefer it that way. Please don't misunderstand me. I want them to be happy together. Because it really hurts every time they come close. Because that was I, was... I was messed up for a while. I still am a bit. When when he just oh yeah it was a fake metal crumble oh no, but it, that's that's something you should give to Yasuko Kobayashi because that's her that's her show that's her baby you let her finish that one off, it's 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 he he got he gets to do it in his own thing, but he respects that okay but that's not how everyone does it and that's fine we're all writers here,
1: and I do. One thing that was a small detail, but Gold Rabbit and Silver Dragon, which is, you know, the combination of Sento and Ryuga that puts them into that, you know, double extreme kind of existence. And it's this embodiment of their relationship and their ideals and their goals being described by the Rider system not as best match, but as perfect match. Uh I think is this incredible detail. Like, yes, a best match is great. It's two things working in complete harmony to make a more coherent whole. But that's not a description of Sento and Ryuga. They're not two things that can work in harmony. They fight and they clash and they argue, but they're perfect together. Best matches don't make the individual sides stronger. They just make a single, stronger whole that you can still separate into weaker parts. But the perfect match that is, you know, Gold Rabbit and Silver Dragon and Sento and Ryuga has been both of them making each other stronger and stronger for the past year and on into the future... They're perfect together because they challenge each other to be better than they were the day before. Not just to be a stronger whole, but to be a whole that's only ever going to get stronger. And when they come together as that whole to defeat evil, their emotion creates that future that defies physics and law.
0: Which makes sense, because look. No law could ever dedicate that they aren't a perfect pair of partners. And if one tried to, they would defy that law with everything they got, because that's just how they do.
1: Absolutely.
0: Also appreciate that, okay, again, this is this is me and my weird hippy-dippy way of looking at things, but if you look at it in a certain light, the sort of not great CG on Rabbit Dragon because, like, look, it was not great. No,
1: it, it wasn't perfect. But, you know, you gotta stick the imperfect CGI somewhere, and I prefer that to yeah, a good I mean, weird it, monster. It hurt.
0: Yeah, because it makes our heroes seem unreal, and, and sort of inhabit the uncanny valley of movement and action, and, like, light, and how physics behaves on him. Which sort of speaks really well to... My particular story's leaking into reality narrative. Because in that moment, yeah, like you were saying, Sento ceases to be only himself. He transcends the material and becomes a manifestation of his core drive, of the thing that he's about, the thing that him and Ryuga, working together, busting on each other, are always trying to create. He has become love and peace, He is this small, fragile creature with a hidden wisdom and the massive, wise serpent of incalculable might. Like, they live together, and it's not always harmonious, but they understand what it is. They understand each other, they know what they're about, and they don't have to come to blows about it. It is predator and prey living together. To quote the great Dr. Peter Venkman. I um, mean, not great, he's kind of... Anyway, we am not going to get into Ghostbusters, but dogs and cats living together, except in this case it's not mass hysteria, it's just, you know, uh, the kinder world that I think we would all like to live in. It's it's beautiful, and it's it is some... It's that thing, again, where it's barely a symbol, <laughs> because whatever I... You know, this thing I'm saying... Oh yeah, this is a, the, this new design is the symbol for this feeling. It's like yeah, but that's also literally what they're saying on the thing. <laughs> that's that's. It's not a symbol if it's also the thing it symbolizes.
1: So a thing that I noticed more on the second pass than on, on on the second pass than on the first because the first time I was so dang emotional and while I could feel it, I couldn't. Like articulated in my brain to know what I was feeling is the New Worlds Ryuga and Kasumi are practically in black and white. Like Ryuga's hair is now completely black he's in this black and white shirt Kasumi's in this white dress with this white bag and her hair has always been black but it is still black. Um, it creates this really stark visual separation especially when Like, a scene and a half later, they bring back the Ryuga that we've always had, and his hair is this kind of light, coppery-orange-brown, and he's got Ankh's rainbow-feather shirt, and he's just so vibrant in that moment that I didn't realize exactly how, like, three inches to the left the other Ryuga felt until I saw the one that felt right again.
0: That is—that's a really good catch, because I— I had not really thought much past the the hair, because, I'm not going to lie, that one really messed with me. But, yeah, the the kind of monochrome of him and, and Kasumi really does come out in that way, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: and, like, again, I couldn't even really, like, put my thoughts together on it at first. It's just he felt not quite right. Like, there was this slight uncanny valley about how different his appearance was. Uh, Because, like, it was Ryuga, but it was not quite Ryuga. But it's this really perfect visual indicator of how it's not Sento's Ryuga, and how in the, like, the snap instant that he realizes that a second after he sees him, the world kind of falls out from under Sento, and, like, how really alone he is. And then how the world... ...feels real and like he belongs in it again when his Ryuga is back and full of color and is really vibrant and excitable and, you know, like, running up to him.
0: It's so beautiful. I love it so much. Honestly, just knowing that Sento, after after all this loss, because that's been one of the things that defines him. Like, he's lost his memory, he's lost his home, he's lost his name... After, after like being three or four people over the course of the show, after having his whole, all of his homes ripped away one after another, only to be rebuilt again, he finally has the place he belongs, and that place is with his partner in, you know, whatever capacity people want to see that partnership, and to get kind of common writer decade, like where is their place? Their place is to be forever on the road, journeying through this and every decade. And that's, uh... I mean, I've seen it a lot, but it's, it's beautiful, man. I love it.
1: So, I know at the top of the show, my whole piece was really on this moment on a pure emotional level, but I, I want to bring it around as kind of my last thing to take a second to appreciate just the masterful cinematography and editing of that moment where we see Ryuga again. Like, the way the shots of Sento are composed, the angles that camera pan around from behind sento the way the opening hits at the exact right moment like that's freaking art my dudes
0: yeah yeah it really is it's a beautiful show telling a beautiful if occasionally harrowing story in just a beautiful way
1: i just i want that moment to be remembered like the bench at the end of Blade, or, like, Eiji reaching for Ankh, or, you know, Shotaro and Philip closing the double driver for the last time, or, you know, that that shot of K- when Kengo grabs Gentaro's arm and stops him from throwing the letter. Like, I want that shot to be carried by common Rider fans as one of the great, iconic moments, except also one of the few that isn't completely heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, I would not mind that in the least. Though, speaking of heartbreaking, you just had to bring up that freaking bench, didn't you?
1: Look, if I suffer, we all how, suffer. How dare that's, you? That's how I live. I will not suffer alone. I mean, fair. I have to think uh, of the so, bench, so does everyone else.
0: Yeah, no, that's, look, I get it. I'm just, you know, how dare I mean, you?
1: Fair, because that's the bench for you.
0: Oh. Uh, So, I think that's Pretty much it for build. I mean, what a... What a long, strange trip it's been, man.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been a ride.
0: Uh, so then, any any final thoughts? You we think we're good?
1: Um, just... Man, this is gonna be one of the greats. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those ones that... Like, if, if I had to rank really just on... Not so much my gut feelings of which are my favorites for emotional reasons but just on a pure like which are the the best this is up there this is easily top five if not top three
0: well it i i like i don't know where i I, i'm gonna need more time to process before i could put numbers to it but uh if nothing else at the moment it will be the one number one see what it did there in our hearts that was really cheesy I'm really sorry. Um, man, I like this show, though. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> this, was, this was a good one. It
1: is, it's really... It's easily one of the ones where I'm like, this is one of the ones that you absolutely need to get to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then, since that's uh, it for us, uh, for the Uncommon Cast Rx and the rest of the Network, I'm Aleph, and let's make that world. The world of love and peace. Also don't get kicked by a horse and die.